Hey mamas, and welcome to the Entering Motherhood podcast. This is your one-stop, go-to place for getting you from feeling drained, exhausted, and unfulfilled in motherhood to feeling more energized, organized, and accomplished. That's the vision I continue to navigate towards, and that's the vision we are sharing with you, focusing on holistic alternatives and restructuring your mind, body, and soul from the inside out. I'm your host, Sarah Marie Bilger, a wife, mom of two, mechanical engineer, VBAC mom, and doula, serving mamas through pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. If you're here for this, if you're as pumped up as I am and searching for that fire that you know is deep inside of you, then let's go. Let's uncover what it truly means to enter motherhood. You are a rock star. I believe in you. Let's doula this. Let's crank it up a notch and let's kick it into high gear together. Hey mamas, how are you? If you are new here, I just want to say hello. I am Sarah Marie. I have been a doula for almost three years and I have been to numerous births and I absolutely love what I do and I love diving deep into conversations around motherhood, obviously specifically the pregnancy, birth, and postpartum time frame. And today we are specifically talking about how to holistically prepare for your birth. And so there are a few things that I have really learned myself. I have two children myself. I had a unplanned cesarean for my first, and I had a completely unmedicated VBAC for my second. So not only the births that I've been to, the birth stories that I've heard, but also my own personal births that I've experienced have really created what my perspective is and my training as a doula and speaking with other doulas has really all contributed to the knowledge that I have and the passion that I have for this and really just my excitement to share it with you. There are six main things that I really want to talk about today in preparing for our birth and certain things that I'd like to highlight on what we can be doing, how we can be altering our our mindset and, and everything like that. And the first thing is trying to really dig back deeper and uncover different parts of ourselves and really truly understand ourselves. Because I think when we understand ourselves more, we are able to relay you know, our wants and our needs and express what we want to see during the birthing experience and even beyond into our motherhood journey. When we're able to really ask ourselves, like, who are you and, you know, what do you want? Then we can really release that and share that with others and really open up that to be more of a conversation and more of our our birthing experience and like I said our motherhood experience overall and I think you know when you get to know yourself you are able to naturally ease a lot more worries and reduce any fears because 
instead of saying like, I'm afraid, you can say, I'm afraid of birthing by myself or birthing in the car or, you know, having this happen, having that happen. When you really kind of peel back those layers and you get a little bit deeper about what excites you, what makes you angry, you're, you're really able to shape your perspective a little bit more and overall make it easier when you're kind of relaying your point or, you know, maybe you want something a specific way. Maybe you want to have a home birth. Maybe you want to have a water birth. Maybe you want a doula. Maybe you want to be with midwives, you know, things that might not necessarily be the common thing to do currently, you know, maybe you're going against the grain or or doing something that's not traditional for your family. And so having to explain these things to different people, when you know yourself and know why you want to do those things and feel really passionate and strongly about it, it helps ease that worry. And you're able to confidently say, this is what I want because this is who I am. And you can speak your truth and feel a lot better with that. So I I think, you know, number one is really truly getting to know yourself on a deeper level and being confident with who you are and what your birthing choices are and what your birthing preferences are and, and really why you want to do those things. And that kind of leads into the second thing, which is working on our mindset and really truly understanding how much our mindset matters and how important it is when it comes to pregnancy birth and well beyond not only the initial postpartum period but truly into our motherhood experience and when we're able to understand our our mind and flip our perspective and have a different mindset then situations can really alter and and be a lot different and be a lot easier to navigate because we've done the hard work of working on our mindset. We've done different things to prepare our mind. You know, a lot of times when we're hearing birth preparation, it's you know, the physical body or, or different things to be familiar with or breathing techniques and, and things like that. But I think if we're not in the correct mindset, if we're not truly believing that we're capable of a natural birth, if we're not truly believing that there are going to be people there to support us and guide us and help us, then it's not going to fully click. It's not going to be able to sink in as deep as it possibly could if our mind isn't on board as well. So our mind truly plays such a large factor into our birth preparation process. And this can really kind of also be like having a vision or laying out that groundwork and maybe like word association and and different things there's sometimes people will say you know birthing waves instead of contractions and again like going back to how well you know yourself we can use what we know about ourselves with how our mind works and how to prepare our mind in better ways you know there could be certain things that you absolutely do not want said when you are birthing And there could be, you know, certain ways that people react that, you know, are not going to be 
ideal. And so when we're able to really kind of go through all of those things and maybe have a conversation about like, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? What happens if something goes unplanned? What happens if, you know, one of our main things that we want it to happen is not able to anymore because birth is unpredictable and due dates are not exact and our babies are are going to do different things and we're going to experience different things. If this is your first time, if you're a first time mom, then you've never experienced this before. So we can say one thing and put down one thing and think like that's what's going to happen. But what happens if that doesn't go the way that you thought it was going to? So, you know, again, like really kind of understanding how our mindset can alter those different situations for, you know, positive or negative and doing different activities or, or going over some, like I said, like word association or even, um, looking into hypnosis and listening to different guided tracks or things like that can make this journey so much easier and more comfortable for you. So that's number two. I really think, you know, mindset matters so much and is something that we should really be considering when preparing for childbirth. And then the third thing I think that is really important is how we're fueling our body. And so this is more than just your typical kind of food restriction list or, you know, oh, you can't have sushi or, you know, you shouldn't drink alcohol, like whatever it might be, like those surface level sort of food restrictions or guidelines or maybe like the brief conversation that your provider outlines. I think it's really important to take it upon ourselves to start diving into nutrition and looking at it from a different perspective and understanding that when we start to go on this journey, you know, maybe it's something that you're already super passionate about. Maybe it's something that you've already looked into. Maybe, you know, you as a person have been on a journey of healing your body and understanding how nutrition works. Or maybe, you know, this is the first time that you're kind of like, oh, I probably shouldn't be pounding Red Bulls like crazy because I have a tiny human inside of me. Or maybe I should kind of reduce the amount of caffeine that I'm consuming. Or that maybe there are some foods that I can start eating that are really going to help contribute to the overall health of not only myself, but of my baby. And so understanding that it can look more like maybe just adding on specific foods. Like I always say, you know, our protein, fats, and carbs are super, super important during this time. Not only preparing for birth, but throughout our whole pregnancy and then even into postpartum, having those nutrients and and giving your body the fuel that it needs can really make all the difference and you have to understand like this can be something that long goes into your motherhood experience this is something that you get to share with your children and really building upon traditions or experiences with them and understanding like you know if they see you eating specific foods 
that that might lead to them wanting to eat those certain foods or learn how to nourish their body or how to care for themselves. And, you know, there's also some evidence of what we eat could potentially influence the way our children eat. So when we're pregnant, so it really truly like passes in through the placenta and and converts over to them. So like if you're eating a lot of veggies or a certain type of fruit, when they grow up, when they come out, like maybe they now like this type of food or that item. And so kind of think about like, you know, like what are your cravings too? And like, what is that actually telling you? Like if you're really craving greasy or oily food, it could actually be that you're lacking calcium and you have a calcium deficiency. So try eating more dark leafy greens or legumes or cheese because that is gonna be a better source of getting calcium for you than something else would be. And you might not even know that because you're craving one thing, it actually means that you're deficient in something else. So again, like doing your own research and really diving into these topics and asking yourself, why am I eating this or why am I craving this or or is this beneficial or can I find a different substitute or am I even eating? Like some people are, you know, skipping breakfast, skipping one meal out of the day or not really preparing meals. And so taking that into account too and then also fueling your body for labor and understanding that you can eat during labor and you can have certain foods even if there's hospital policy you know like I said like I'm a doula I've been to different births I've been at my own birth and understanding like before you get to the hospital eat a large meal if if you're afraid that they're really going to restrict you or not allow you to have something or sneak something into your bag because they're not always going to be monitoring you and watching you and you are going to be alone in the room for most likely a large portion if you're in the hospital for a long time before you give birth. And so understanding like you need that fuel, you need to be fueling your body and you need to be giving it different resources to really work for you. And two main things that I always really try to encourage clients to do is eat dates because dates have been proven to shorten the length of labor because dates have been proven to soften our cervix, which is going to help with dilation and really getting your cervix nice and thinned out so that you're ready to prepare and birth your baby. That is a huge thing. And also red raspberry leaf tea because red raspberry leaf tea has been proven to strengthen your uterus and your uterus is the main muscle that you are using when birthing your baby and so it would be super beneficial to have a super strong uterus to be able to again like shorten labor and and get that baby out and so those are two things two examples you know when we're preparing for labor that I highly recommend clients consume and and there's different guidelines there's different timelines of of when to consume those things and how often and how much and everything like that so again like doing your own research and really looking into these different 
ways that you can be fueling your body and also understanding like what are the actual risks if you love a certain type of food and you are now being told that you have to restrict that food like look in and see like am I willing to take that risk or what does that look like because truly this is like your body your choice and the decisions that you're making now are a reflection of how you will be progressing and moving into your motherhood experience so start to really you know consider all your options and understand that you know your body best. And with that, it goes into the fourth thing I think is super important when preparing for birth. And that is different movements that we can consider that are going to be beneficial in preparing for childbirth. And again, like that all goes down to knowing yourself and knowing your body and knowing your limitations. If you are someone that is very active and works out all the time and is doing specific strength training or endurance runs and things like that, you are going to be at a different level than somebody who, you know, maybe goes out on a walk for lunch or does some, you know, light activity. So the way that you go through your pregnancy and are going to birth your baby is going to look a lot different than somebody else. And so really understanding that certain activities that might be suggested to limit or stop, that is something that you and your provider can have a conversation with. That is something that you can feel in your own body, like what is good and what you want to continue to do or not do. And really like understanding that there are multiple different ways of how we can all move our bodies. But there are certain movements that I think are super beneficial when we are preparing for birth because typically there are going to be different birthing positions that are really going to be beneficial and understanding, you know, what those different positions are and what different exercises are that are going to, again, like help really ease the process and get your body familiar with those different positions and, and understanding those. So with my clients, we, we work through different type of, of movements. And I specifically talk about, you know, early labor and active labor and the pushing process and how important it is to build certain muscles or build up specific kinds of, of strength or, or utilizing your body in certain ways and becoming familiar with that, you know, maybe having your partner participate in these things as well and, um, using different tools like balls and, and squat railings and things like that. And understanding, you know, like one, like, where are you birthing? Like, are you birthing at home? So like, do you have limitations to different equipment or do you need to purchase different equipment? If you're at the hospital, what do they have that they can provide you with? You know, peanut balls are great. Like I said, the birthing balls, um, different types of hospitals have different setups with the bed that you can be using. So even if you're getting an epidural, there are still movements that you should be considering or looking at or 
working on to help prepare your body for the pushing phase because you are still going to have to push out your baby even if you get an epidural and you can't necessarily feel anything you are still moving your body in a certain way and your body is still reacting to birthing your baby and so you know different things like lunges and squats and getting familiar with uh, hip squeezes hip squeezes are something that I highly recommend if you haven't heard of those, look those up and and check that out because that can be super beneficial. And again, like as a doula, this is something that I talk through with my clients and I really work through and help them understand the benefits of all these different positions and get them and their partner or whoever is their birth team familiar with them so that you can really put your body in those positions quickly. And if, you know, your doula or somebody is suggesting like, Hey, like maybe let's try side lying. Like, sure. Okay. Side lying seems like pretty self-explanatory. Like you're going to lay on your side, but maybe an exaggerated side lying position. Okay. Well, what's that? When you're going through a contraction, when you are having so many other things, going on in your body that might be unfamiliar, you're not going to want to learn, you know, all these different, maybe what to you might seem like different yoga positions, for example. Like think about when you go to yoga. If you've ever been to a yoga class, if it's your first time, you're kind of clueless. They're like, oh, downward dog, cobra, going into sun salutations. And if you've never heard those words before, you're just flailing around looking at everybody else trying to mimic what they're doing. After a few times and hearing those words and seeing the movements and flowing through them, you're more familiar with it so that you're more, you know, ready to go into it. And so you don't have to think about it as much. And going back to mindset, you know, if you don't have to think about it, if you're taking the guesswork out of it, it really makes it easier for the day of. So think about it in that way and think about it you know, that yoga class and and really kind of doing the work beforehand so that the day of, it just seems like a more natural flow and a, and a better experience. And that leads us into the next thing on my list of, of things that I feel like you need to be looking into when preparing for birth is understanding your preferences and how you want to prepare and what your preparation looks like. Maybe listening to this, you are like, I am going to research as much things as possible. I'm going to listen to podcasts. I'm going to read books. I'm going to, you know, talk to different people. I'm going to reach out to different providers or or people that are doing different things like, you know, a chiropractor, pelvic floor therapy, like all these different alternatives and, and resources and understanding again, knowing yourself and knowing your preferences and saying what that looks like for the birthing process and even into postpartum. And so there are different birth plans or sheets and and different things that you can review over and fill out but if you're just kind of checking a box and and not really understanding again like why are you checking that box or what does that mean to you do you really want music to be played do you have a playlist for 
your music, you know, like maybe if you're like, oh yeah, like I like country music. Is that what you want to be listening to when you are birthing? Like try to get into that mindset as much as you can and get into that vision of what you want for your birth and understand like what you want that to look like. Do you want more upbeat music? Do you want quiet music? Do you want instrumental music? Really kind of diving deep and getting clear with what that process looks like and what you think you may like at that time. And also understanding that at any time, you can change your preferences. So maybe you think you want to go for a natural birth and you're there, you're going through labor, things are happening, and you decide you want to get an epidural. Knowing that that is a possibility and making sure that you have really thought about what that means and, you know, what that entails even understanding what a cesarean is and why you might need one is super beneficial. Me going into my first birth, I totally skipped over everything that had anything to do with cesareans. And I briefly kind of informed myself on what an epidural was. And I ended up getting an epidural 14 hours into my labor. I ended up having a cesarean well past 24 hours of labor. And so you don't know exactly like what's going to happen. And if I would have been a little bit more informed, I feel like maybe not my circumstances would have changed, but I would have been able to come to a point of acceptance and been more familiar with what was about to happen when it was happening. So really kind of going through all of those stages and seeing, you know, even as far as fetal monitoring, what do you want that to look like? What is the actual procedure at your hospital or your place that you're birthing? You know, what does it mean to have fetal monitoring? Are they using bands? Are they using something else? And talking with your provider about these options and really going over what your birth plan is, filling out a sheet online and checking different boxes and then handing it to your provider and them having, and then them asking, do you have any questions? If you're just like, I don't think so. Like, does that look good? They're going to be like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. It looks great. Everything looks good here. But I encourage you to really ask, is this possible? What does that look like? How long, like not only, okay, I want delayed cord clamping. How long does your provider think delayed cord clamping is? Does that align with how long you think delayed cord clamping is? You know, really relaying that information and getting a little bit deeper, I think is so important and understanding, you know, what your preferences are why it's important to you and how your provider or anybody in your birthing team is going to respond to that, support that, and play a part in making that plan possible. 
So kind of brainstorming different questions and asking yourself like, you know, like, do you want to feel their head when they're crowning or do you want to use a mirror or things like that? Like, are you saving your placenta? What are you doing with your placenta? Do you want to look at it? And again, like communicating that stuff with your birth team so that it's really clear what your intentions are and what your idea of a ideal birth would look like and at least trying to stay aligned with that as much as possible and then the last thing but I feel like is one of the most important things in preparing for childbirth is resting when you can and understanding that it is so beneficial even though it might not feel like something that you want to do or maybe you feel like you're doing too much of it It's super important to listen to your body and rest as much as possible. And rest can look, again, different to everybody, just like different movements and different activity. Activities can look different for everybody. Resting can look different for everybody. Maybe it even is just resting your mind and slowing your mind down, taking a step back from different responsibilities or literally putting your feet up and resting your body. Um, you know, I encourage a lot of my clients and I've even done this myself throughout my own birth to do like a foot soak, use some Epsom salts and, and really relax, like maybe with your favorite drink or, um, you know, watch a TV show that you haven't watched in a while and just allow yourself to sit there and soak your feet and, take time to appreciate yourself and appreciate these last few moments, you know, months, days, weeks, whatever it might be of where you're at in this current stage before baby comes and being able to really reflect and be present and sit in that space to rest. And I know, you know, when people are getting close to their due date or you go past your due date, it can feel like every day is so long and it feels like, you know, so much pressure might be on you or you told everybody that you were going to have the baby on the second and now it's the 10th and you're like, honestly, like what is going on here? And so like, reminding yourself to give yourself grace and be patient and really lay into whatever beliefs you might have and trust the process and trust your body and really truly just allow yourself to rest and calm down and get ready for what's to come. And so those are six different ways I truly feel you can be preparing for childbirth. And if you really want to dive deeper, if you really want to understand this more, if you really feel like, yes, like everything that she said is aligning with my plan and what I want to do, but like, how do I get all this together? And how do I really encapsulate all of that and and what are the exact steps or, you know, what different things should I be thinking about or I need a checklist. I need something to have, to hold, to make it seem easy. I have created a full comprehensive birth preparation workbook that this is something I give 
each and every single one of my clients that I'm a birth doula for. This is something that I have really found was a part of my journey and my personal experience and something that, you know, in all of the interviews and all of the people that I have met since creating Entering Motherhood and really going through this process, I have compiled it into this workbook. And if you want to take a look at it, if you want to check it out, if you want this to be something that you can have and hold, and maybe you're not necessarily one of my doula clients, but you want to have something to help you along this process in a deeper capacity, I encourage you to go and check the link in the show notes and look it over and see if it's something that aligns with your preparation process. And I have journal prompts in there. I have pictures in there of all different positions. I have checklists and to-do lists and different prompts and really, truly just words from my heart pouring out to help mamas like you who are preparing for childbirth. So go check that out. I hope you really liked this episode and it helped you so much. And I would love if you have another mama friend that is going through this journey as well to share this episode or, you know, post about it, message me and let me know if there was something in here specifically that helped you, or let me know what else you want to hear about. Let me know what other episodes you want or what you want to deep dive on or what questions are really coming to you or you're struggling with, or you would just want to know my perspective on and honestly reach out to me. You can email me. You can find me on Instagram at entering motherhood. I love to chat all things, birth, all things, pregnancy, actually like all things, pregnancy, birth, and postpartum, just absolutely everything about motherhood. This is something that I am so passionate about. And I thank you so much for being here and allowing this podcast to grow into what it is and allowing me the opportunity to share my perspective and my knowledge and allow you to have an easier journey into motherhood because that's truly what I want to help moms with. So thank you for being here. Check back in next week and see you later, mamas. Thank you, mamas, so much for listening. Remember, you are a rock star. I believe in you. Let's doula this. Let's crank it up a notch and let's kick it into high gear together. Hit that subscribe button. Share this episode with a friend. Message me, email me, call me, beat me. You know how to reach me. We're doing this, mamas. I am so excited to catch you here next week. This is your one-stop go-to place for helping you find the resources you need to make the best choices for you and your family during pregnancy, birth, and most importantly, postpartum. See you later, mamas.